Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. You're a wizard, Harry. Turn to page 394. Of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. Why should that mean that it's not real? Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Simi. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. What up, butt? <laughs> Did you just say what up, butt? He definitely <laughs> said what up, butt. <laughs> we are produced by Limitless Broadcasting, and I'm just going to keep moving on. Uh, I'm so, happy uh, this episode. Yeah, thank goodness. Yes, um, finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did the last episode with no coffee. I'm actually rather impressed. Wait, say that again? I was just saying, I'm telling our viewers that you did the last episode without coffee. I'm pretty, really, I'm, I'm rather impressed. Thank you. At least mm-hmm. I impressed someone around here. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy's just, we are not amused. That's because <laughs> she's had to deal with my crap for 20 some years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she knows what to time. expect. I do. Really yes. She really does. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a good thing we don't live near each other, so you can't tell Brett all of these things. Mm-hmm. I know. I need to like just sit down with him and be like, "So, <laughs> let me tell you about Ashley." That's the true test of love, right there. Uh, I have so many things to share with you. Well, we we had our first not argument, but we had our first like. So um, he like looked behind me. He's like we're going to have to talk about your clutter at some point. And I just looked at him like, cause I do have a, I do have a couple clutter spots in my apartment, which is mm-hmm. normal for me. And I just look at him like, excuse me. He's like, well, you have a lot of clutter on certain surfaces that could be used for different things. I'm like, but I don't use them for different things. And I, <laughs> oh I, I looked at him. I'm like, then we're going to have to talk about your clutter. Cause you're just as bad as it was an interesting conversation we had a very like it was like the first like transparent transparent 
mm-hmm. conversation about that sort of stuff we've had. Mm-hmm. Oh my like, goodness. cause we, I mean, yeah, there's some other stuff that's, we still haven't even touched base on yet. Um, mm-hmm. but I can tell you guys off, off, off air. I don't want to say mm-hmm. it on air. Right. Um, that, like we need, yeah. that we need to at some point, but it's just, oh boy. it made me laugh. But anywho, we are talking Goblet of Fire, which kind of yeah. goes along with annoying people because we have a lot of people annoying people in this book. True. Okay. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I like this one so much. This is a lot of people bickering and being annoying. Yeah. The fifth mm-hmm. one is more whiny. The yeah. fifth one is annoying. I'm not annoyed by this book. No, I like this. This is actually one of my there. favorites. Of the books, it's not my favorite, but of the movies, it's definitely my favorite. It is a good movie one. Those I poor haircuts, though. Like literally, so they told they told them to grow like to not touch their hair during the summer. They do their hair when when it all started, and then they get there and they're getting ready for the. They're like, okay, we're ready for our haircuts, and they're like, you know what, we're just gonna keep it how it is. No, I kind of like so that. Annoying. How it worked for them? Oh, I hated it. I just it wanted not to cut it off. You know, long. like the shaggy. You know, they look like teenagers. It, it worked great for the twins. Twins looked gorgeous, in my opinion. Yeah. They did not look you didn't bad. Think Harry's like they shaggy good. emo thing didn't work. You didn't like that. Not, well, I never, I've never thought Harry's cute. Like I've never. Yeah. I thought it was working for him. Ron, looks, I just need a little shorter. So, they need to shorten it. Like his his haircut in the final one, I think, where mm-hmm. it's like longer, but it's not shaggy. Looks yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, so those those poor. Poor boys, except for, you know, um, um, and I wonder if they did it because Robert Pattinson's character is supposed to be like this, like all the girls are in love with him, like very that, clean cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like so a opposite. contrast that could mm-hmm. of why Cho chose, um, I can't even think of his name. Oh my God. Cedric. Cedric, thank you. Yeah. Why she chose Cedric and not Harry sort of deal. So, I mean, come on, let's be real. If Sammy, are you with me? Like if a seventh year asked us fourth years to the dance i mean yes. and he's a quidditch captain and yes. all the I, like we would have said yes to the seventh yes. year not the fourth year a thousand percent been like thousand peace percent. out harry potter no Mm-mm. sorry no bye um all right so rearranging or shortening the plot because they did a lot of shortening the plot in this book this book is i should have grabbed still it. a lot it's going like, on in the movie it's like 700 and I don't know how many pages it is, is it four the, or five. Is it the no. biggest one or no? The last one is like seven something, right? So this one can't be that long. It's I thought it was like five, like five, six. Maybe five something. It's bigger than order. Wait. Yeah, it's bigger than Half Blood Prince and Order of the Phoenix, I think. I thought it was neck and neck with Order of the Phoenix. It was like it's pretty close to the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, it was like slightly smaller, but it was pretty close. I'm trying to look at him from afar. <laughs> She's <not> like, really. <laughs> binoculars, like, like, let me see the sizes. We're back here. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, they did a lot of cutting. Um, but they did, I mean, they did keep the, the stuff that we needed because, mm-hmm. you know, you got to keep it consistent. So let's just start. Quidditch World Cup. The game was actually never shown in the movie. Um, bets were taken or bets were never taken in the movie and the goblins bagman subplots were all cut out so there was like a bunch of stuff with the world cup that should have been happening and and it didn't they only mm-hmm. showed them getting there going into the tent which is one of my favorite scenes um i think i forgot to add it and then um uh and then like seeing the world cup and then death eaters mm-hmm. it's like boom boom uh 
Anyways, uh, missing murders. There's a lot of murders in this one. Like a lot of murders start to take place in the books at this mm-hmm. point. Um, and they actually give us the backstory of the Riddles murders. So Voldemort's parents. And then Frank Bryce's suspected involvement was left out of the movie. And Frank Bryce was the caretaker who ended up getting killed. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, chapters two through eight. There are so many missing things here. It's easier just to mention that these chapters have been cut almost completely out. This mm-hmm. includes Dudley's diet, the 10 tongue taffy incident, incident, Winky, and the silliness of the wizards dressing as muggles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because I think so. From what I'm from what I'm gathering in the movies to the books is how the movies have them wear like their plain clothes, like everyday clothes. That's not normal everyday clothes even for the wizarding world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and really, those types of clothes are actually like the silly muggle clothes that mm-hmm. they make fun of in this book. So yeah. there's other types of like wizarding outfits that they normally would wear mm-hmm. um, on a day to day basis when it's just them. Mm-hmm. so yeah. i really wish we could have seen that i know it probably would have been more for the wardrobe department mm-hmm. but it would have been really cool to see. because wasn't there like a guy like an old guy in like a moo or something mm-hmm. yeah okay then i was remembering where they were arguing with him about like you can't wear that and he's yep. like it's comfortable yep yeah yep uh they completely leave out spew i don't remember what it stands for something about how self um, what does spew mean? Mm. I'm going to look it up while I talk about the other stuff. Um, I cannot remember. So, um, spew was taken out. It was, uh, Hermione's, um, first kind of political, uh, group that was literally almost only her. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want what spew means. I know it means to throw up. <laughs> spew. spew. In Harry Potter. Exactly. Society for the Promotion of Elvish Welfare. Elvish. That's why I couldn't make it work. I was uh, just like, it doesn't say house elf. What is that? I remember when she got political, it was like the elf campaign thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is her first kind of, our first kind of look into where she's probably going to go after school. Which she does. Mm-hmm. She ends up being prime minister. Or mm-hmm. uh, minister of magic. Sorry. Mm-hmm. in the cursed child yeah um so that was completely left out of the movie which honestly thank you thank it's you. fine thank you thank you the only thing and i missed was getting to go down in the kitchens yes dobby yes that's true yeah you don't get to see dobby and winky but her it just oh it's Always. annoying <laughs> it's annoying um i don't remember this either the gleam of triumph the book describes dumbledore's gleam of triumph well in the movie this was cut i don't remember what his gleam of triumph was i should have looked this up i'm sorry are they talking about because i think there's like a mention yeah look it up but like is this when harry's telling him about what happened because there's like a bit where harry's like he almost looks like like happy about it but then when he looks back dumbledore just looks like sad and old again I don't know if that's what they're talking about. I don't know. What is... Sounds kind of familiar. What is the gleam of dress? Okay, so Bustle, which I don't know if I believe them, but Bustle says, this one isn't explaining until King's Cross scene in the Deathly Hollows. 
but as Dumbledore explains, his gleam of triumph was because Voldemort used Harry's blood to come back to life. So it is from Lily's protection, therefore, will run through Voldemort's veins and he won't be able to kill Harry. So they are talking about that scene when Harry's explaining what happened in the graveyard in the book. But he doesn't even really go over it in the movie, so. But even that just doesn't make any sense. So because Voldemort used Harry's blood to come back to life, he can touch him, but he can't kill him. That's weird. Because he definitely killed him. Well. Is that, I mean, does that explain part of how he came back? after he killed him, i think so that... with the the whole love protection thing yeah i mean Apparently, that's that's how i would rationalize it so another one another spot says albus Dumbledore understood the finer points of magic um and talking about like the blood meat the him using harry's blood mm-hmm. brought us to the end with harry potter and the deathly hollows um i i don't i don't know maybe maybe the protection of it kills the horcrux but it doesn't kill harry so he has the chance of coming back and destroying voldemort because he had a choice he could get on the train and stay dead and Mm -hmm. go be with his family or he could have gone back to life and fight voldemort so i'm wondering Mm -hmm. if what that means i'll do more research as we get to the deathly hollows yeah i wonder if this means that because he used harry's blood when he avada cadavered harry in the Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. it only killed the Horcrux himself inside of Harry, but it can't kill like Harry. And that's why right. Harry was able to come back and he was actually alive. It was just mm-hmm. all happening in his head. Right. That's my guess. But we'll 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 get we'll try to get into the finer points of that when it actually happens. Exactly. Because Dan's brain looks like it's hurting. No, it's not even that. I'm just, I mean, I'm trying to think like if, if, if it were me writing it, like, is that how I would sort of come up with? But it didn't say like something about Harry's blood was in Voldemort too? Or did, did I miss something? Did I misunderstand something? Yeah, like Voldemort, like his Harry's blood is running through Voldemort's veins. Because that's how he came back to life in this So one. It that, links so, him, so he can't kill him? Right. But then, like, how? Because I feel like that would somehow affect Voldemort and his ability to die as well. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Like, I feel mm. like that would play a part in that. We will have to do a little bit more research. I would yeah. say so before we get there, because that would confuse yeah. me. Like, if I were writing this, I the first my first thought would be, okay, you know, killing the Horcrux, Harry survives because of the love protection, yada yada yada. That's how my first thought would be to rationalize it, but I couldn't get past the idea that, well, if they shared blood, how was Voldemort able to die and Harry not able to die? Is it just because he's just so evil? Well, I wonder Mm. if... So, okay, this is my thought in my head. Um, I'm wondering if because Voldemort has Harry's blood running through his veins, Mm. he was able to kill his Horcrux and keep Harry alive, like, Mm. and Harry comes back because it's only killing his Horcrux. And then maybe that, but because they, he has Harry's blood running through his veins, the only person who can kill Voldemort is Harry. It's Harry himself. But didn't or, Harry, or Voldemort is going to kill Harry? Like the final battle has to be them too. But I have a question. Well, in the book, he's he dies completely differently in the book, though. Like Harry does. Well, yes, it's yeah, a lot. Harry doesn't. Which, kill makes, him, right? which that makes sense because if like, it's like saying you know he he, he basically just killed himself. Yeah, it's a rebounded spell, so yeah. Harry didn't actually kill him. So maybe that's how he could die. Because he killed himself. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. Oh my goodness. That makes that <laughs> makes sense. Oh my gosh. Can we? <laughs> we I need a lifeline. Can I pull JK? Can we pull JK into this? Yeah. I also want to. JK, we need you for for our last episode. <laughs> Please come and speak to this. I just I get this picture just standing in front of a whiteboard, just okay, trying to draw connections here. Okay, this is this. That's what I would do. I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh boy. Maybe there's an interview or something somewhere that yeah, she we're gonna explains this. need to right. look into this a little bit, I think. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, that's the gleam of triumph. Apparently, it is talked about okay. first in the Goblet of Fire and not just at the end. Yes. Um, <laughs> Draco the ferret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the book, Draco is turned into a ferret by Mad-Eye Moody before the unforgivable curses lesson. In the movie, it's after Harry and Ron quarrel. So it's just at a different point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will say it was very satisfying when he turns Draco into a ferret because I oh, feel yeah. like it puts him in his place. It did. Uh, For the first time ever. It did. Yes. It was kind of fantastic. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> even like as a Draco lover, I'm like, thank you. He needed it. <laughs> Can you please he just did. put him in his place? Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. Um, blast ended shroot. The movie never mentions the blast ended shroots. I don't remember the blast ended shroots. Um, I I don't know. Apparently, it's. I think it's one of the magical creatures. Yeah, they it's talk in Hagrid's class, but we don't yeah. ever really see anything to do with that. Yeah. So, nope, that's why. Uh, missing or misplaced characters. The Dursley characters and the Tong Tong Toffee scene were left out of the film, so we don't even see the Dursleys in this film. Mm-hmm. Um. Ludo Bagman, he's left out of the film entirely. Dobby and Winky is left out. And then Boatrex and Dumstrom, each school is actually depicted as a co-educational in the books, but in the movies, they're gender specific. Mm-hmm. So um, that I thought was interesting. So technically you could go to um, Bo, Bo Batten's uh, Dan and we could go to Dumstrom because they mm-hmm. actually are co-educate co-eds. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. makes more sense because I feel like each country needs their own co-ed kind of magical mm-hmm. school. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Swapped quotes. Um, <laughs> here we go. The I Dumbledore have a whole call. thing on this. Oh my God. Okay. Go you? Yes. In the book, Dumbledore calmly asks Harry if he put his name in the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Yet in the movie, we see Dumbledore <laughs> grabbing and let's, yelling. Let's Harry, talk about it when we get to mine. Because okay. I literally have an entire thing on this. Do we and need then, to skip to it and talk about it now? Or no, can we, we, we can wait. It's fine. Okay. We, I have a... But yeah. I'm just... Hmm. See, in my head, Gandalf or Obi-Wan would have been so much better at this. Just saying. They, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I mean, Gandalf, even when he was harsh, at least... I've, hold on. Let me think of Lord of the Rings real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even in his harshness, he wasn't... He didn't always sound harsh. It, yeah, it, it was it's like it a was quite calm to it. Authoritative, mm-hmm. authoritative without being just just psychotic. Yes, I mean, yes. bless Michael Gammon, but that guy's got some that guy's issues. A He's a force of nature. We need to calm Dumbledore. If they do not rectify this in the in the TV show, I'm gonna be oh, they have to. Oh, they're gonna do something. I mean, it's they... become such a fan joke at this. Exactly, point. Like, so they're, they're many fans. Do something with yeah. It. Mm-hmm. so aggravating that's why i put it as my very last point because i was like i'm gonna get mad (laughs) 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 
You should have recorded me reacting to that Dumbledore video you said. I, I, I was almost going to say, like, you got to roll record on this, but. Yeah. <sighs> okay. A uh, Gillyweed dilemma. Without Dobby in the movie, Neville has to tell Harry about Gillyweed. So originally, Dobby does mm-hmm. it, which makes a lot I more sense. That, yeah. Because who else could get in and out of the cupboard at Snape's? Right. Yes, Neville. Neville ain't going to steal from Snape. Neville is Let's be honest. Of him. Yes, mm-hmm. there's no Neville way. would never. Um, so Dobby was actually the one to help with that, and that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Secrets about the secrets that make the hair curl. In the book, Rita Skeeter tells Hermione she knows things about Ludo Bagman that would make her hair curl. But in the Moody, in the movie, Moody says the same line to Draco about his father. So it just mm-hmm. I don't remember the significance of Ludo Bagman. Mm. I really um, should have read the book when I had time. I mean, he he just does all the announcements and kind of helps run the tournament. Oh, that's right. And then he tries to help Harry cheat the whole time. And Harry's basically uh-huh. like, are you telling other people these secrets? And Ludo's like, well, no. And then Harry's like, well, I don't want your help. Like, so Ludo was you? actually the one giving him the secrets. And in the movie, it he was, was like Hagrid in them. He was trying to, but Harry really wasn't talking to him. So he still got gotcha. it from like Hagrid and all that. But he, Ludo was trying to just basically be like, I'll tell you everything. And Harry's like, you can just get away from me. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dragons. Dragons are the first clue. Dragons are misunderstood creatures. Right. Except for that horn tail. He's a white git. <laughs> Sorry. Um, changes in scenery. Mm-hmm. Feeling pink, Hermione? Uh, the book has Hermione in a blue dress at the Yule Ball, while in the movie she's wearing a pink dress. It's Sleeping Beauty all over again. Make it pink. Make it blue. Make it blue. <laughs> Should have been blue. I loved her dress in the Yule Ball in the book because I love blue. I hate pink. Mm-hmm. She was uh, very pretty though in the pink dress. Oh, she was gorgeous. I just beautiful. still yeah. hated yeah. the pink. Yeah. Um Myrtle's mischief. Here in we the go. book, Harry was very careful and covered up moaning Myrtle's glasses while he was bathing in the prefect's bathroom. Mm-hmm. In the movie, she was very forward in her attempts to look down in the water. Mm-hmm. That was not right, guys, who made the movie. <laughs> Very wrong. Very wrong indeed. Who said that? Very wrong. Very wrong indeed, boys. That was very wrong. Who says that? I have no idea. Sounds like a Mrs. Weasley thing. Oh, no. It's a... Sorry, I'm saying it like like Gilderoy. He said very, very good or something like that. Mm. Sorry. In my head, it was very wrong because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's Gilderoy. Um, Which book does he come back? They go to the hospital to see him. Oh. The fifth one? No. Yes. Fifth one when Arthur's in the hospital? Yes. That's when yes. they see him. Yes. So mm-hmm. He does show up randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, the dragon task. In the book, the dragons were not allowed to be hurt or leave their enclosure. While in the movie, there is an epic chase scene around the Hogwarts castle with Harry and his dragon. I find it hilarious that they were very specific in the books. Like, you are not allowed to hurt the dragon. You cannot use, like the bad spells to hurt them but let's be real these dragons are gonna throw fire at you just don't mm-hmm. die mm-hmm. that's where you yeah. see their priorities are we're like we don't want to hurt the dragons but kids if you die it's fine it's okay it's it's i mean it's don't pretty much that. what you'd expect from a prep school of any kind really yeah true mm-hmm. school, yeah, they're all about money and image they don't care yeah. about the students more students mean more money if you die we'll just replace you it's fine 
movie. Okay, so Ooh. movie stuffs. Movie stuffs. So stuff. this movie is rated PG thirteen. Ah. First PG thirteen Harry Potter movie. It's getting mature mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Because it's got sequences of fantasy, violence, and mm. frightening images. Mm-hmm. Weren't those same ones on the last movie? Yeah, not as intense though. Yeah, it was a little worse than this one. <laughs> and the genre changes a little bit. Now we're fantasy adventure, no more kids listed for this well, one. Well, yeah. we're I mean, it's true. Years, we're 14. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is more of the rite of passage film than uh, Azkaban, in my opinion. Yes. Rite of passage, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. New director, Mike Newell, producer, David Heyman, writer, again, Steve Close and J.K. Rowling. This movie was released November 18, 2005. Box office gross in the USA was $290.0 million. Wow. Yep. Runtime, two hours, 37 minutes. And we got an 88% ratings from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% from the audience and a 7.7 out of 10 on imdb well we were angry they changed it there were things that i can yeah agree with yes Mm -hmm. so new characters we've got mad eye moody and as or as robbie likes to call him one-eyed murdoch because he can't remember his name and i just die laughing every time he does that but he's mad eye moody uh we got cedric Diggory, played by everybody's favorite vampire. Berkeley vampire. <laughs> Robert mm. Pattinson. Little Robert Pattinson. Uh, we get to see Amos, Cedric's father, and he's not a doesn't have a great big part, but he has a very, very, very significant scene in this movie. So Ooh. and then we got Barty Crouch Jr., Barty Crouch Sr., Cho, mm-hmm. and the one, the only Lord Voldemort. Is like finally, actually him, yeah. Finally, his, played like, by Ralph. Mm-hmm. It's actually Rafe. I looked this Lord up. Rafe. That is how you say his name. Rafe oh. Fiends or Fiends. Oh, Rafe. I, I was that. like, it's Ralph, and no one, no one in interviews calls him that. They all say Rafe, and I'm like, okay. Well, I'm not going to get time. your name wrong, Rafe. I got it. I've been saying it wrong all these years. I did not know either until I looked it up. So yeah. yeah. But it makes me happy to see David Tennant on this list because my doctor's yes. heart is happy. Yeah, yeah, that's why I included him too, because you know he's Doctor a far, that. far cry from uh, the tenth Doctor, though. I mean, he gets dark. Oh, yeah, he gets very dark. Tennant <laughs> knows how to get terrifying. Like he's a pretty guy, but he gets scary. Mm-hmm. Have you watched him in Good Omens? No, I haven't, but I did he, see him in um, um, Jessica Jones. He plays a fall. Oh, he's scary in that one too. Yeah. Um, he plays a fallen angel in Good Omens, nice. and he's he, he's comic comic relief, but he's also very like intimidating. It's very yeah. cool, and he's coming back as the tenth Doctor in the um six what what seventy fifth. I don't know. It's some anniversary. Yeah. Um, I've heard that. And he's going to be in like three episodes uh, on Disney Plus. Doctor Who is coming to Disney Plus. I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah, I just so excited. That. I get to start my Doctor Who uh, nerddom again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so we got some trivia for you. Uh, just as I said, this is the first Harry, Mar- Harry Potter movie to receive a PG-13 rating. Currently, the DVD holds the Guinness World Record for being the fastest-selling DVD of all time. And it was added to the 2007 book edition of the Guinness World Records. So, 
and they have oh. a picture of the award being presented to Daniel Radcliffe on the set of Harry Potter and Order of the Phoenix. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. And Robert Pattinson has stated that he would much rather play Cedric Diggory again, despite his character being killed off in this movie, than play Edward Cullen. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Chat As if we're all surprised. I think he that. regrets Twilight immensely. Oh, he, he clearly hates that entire plan in his career. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think they all do. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Yeah. The occasional tongue flick that was done by the character of Barty Crouch Jr. was, in fact, not in the book at all, and it was improvised on the spot by David Tennant. I say that's all Tennant. That's got to be a Tennant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's smart. That's a good way to clue us in, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, without the saying it. Mm -hmm, exactly. Mm -hmm. So Brendan Gleeson then added the quirk to a few of his scenes to hint at the Crouch Moody substitution. In fact, after the second task, when Moody and Crouch Sr. are talking, Crouch's reaction to seeing Moody do this suggests that he starts to suspect something about Moody's true identity. And then immediately after, Moody takes a sip of the polyjuice potion, just in case. So, yeah, there you go. Well, and then yeah. he dies. Dun, dun, dun. Because of his papa. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You know too much. So mm -hmm. You know too much, goodbye. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is the only Harry Potter movie not to feature any scenes with Mrs. Weasley. Unfortunately. Sad. Yeah, I know. You know, she was a dame now. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I was looking this up and I'm like, she's a dame, Dame Julie Walters. No idea. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Director Mike Newell decided against the studio's original idea of adapting the extremely long book into two separate movies to be released several months apart, figuring he could cut enough of the book's bulky subplots to make a workable movie. So he opted not to do two movies. Seriously, you could have had two movies. We could have had two I more thought. movies. I was like, why would you deprive us of this? <laughs> why? I mean, it probably would have been a lot more like fleshed out. Because I mean, I like the movie, but there's definitely a lot going on. Yes, it needed to be fleshed out, and we needed some of those subplots. I yeah. agree. We did no, not need yeah. spew. Yeah, that was spew a good is cut. one thing, but mm. the rest of it, I just, mm. yeah, I was mad. Out. I was mad when I saw that. I was like, that's stupid. But it is what it is. Why do you have an Order of the Phoenix on here? Uh, let me read it, lady. She's <laughs> Louise. Wow. Just, wow. just being so judgmental because you didn't even read Whoa, my whole thing. It's already. relevant, okay? Okay. okay. So during filming of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Alan Rickman banned Rupert Grant and Matthew Lewis from coming within five meters of his new BMW because during the making of this movie, they spilled a milkshake in his car. That's why it's oh. And I would do the same, Alan. I'd be like, you better stay as far away no, from my I'm, car I'm, as possible. I'm, I'm they're either alive. <laughs> I know, right? I would not. Mm -mm, I would not upset him. No, no. No, no. No, no. No, no. no, no. Um, okay. So as Ron, Harry, and Hermione are talking in the Great Hall before Fred and George attempt to enter their names in the goblet, Harry, or I'm sorry, Hermione is reading a book. You can't see the title, but the cover features the Harlequin pattern of the UK editions of Harry Potter. Well, oh nice. Fun. Oh cool. Yeah. She would be the one sitting in the stands reading a book while everyone else is like cheering as people yep. put their names in. Oh, yep. Of course. She's like whatever. <laughs> but the whole thing. And I just love that That's scene. Like when when the twins come in, she like snaps her book shut and like mm -hmm. has her like back and forth with them. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, in one of the first takes of Hermione's Cinderella moment, Emma Watson actually tripped in that fancy dress and fell down the stairs. Yeah. I feel like I remember honestly, all of us probably would. 
I know I'd be so nervous <laughs> trying to do that. So yeah, I get you, Emma. I understand. At least one full scale dragon was constructed on set, which could even blow real fire. And the that dragon is... was created partially from the basilisk puppet seen in Chamber of Secrets. Right. Yeah, I thought that was cool. The underwater scenes. Oh, boy. So these were shot in a huge purpose built tank with a blue screen background. Safety divers swam in between takes with scuba regulators to allow the actors and actresses to breathe without actually having to surface. And Daniel Radcliffe alone walked around 41 hours and 38 minutes underwater during filming. Wow. No, thank you. <laughs> no. That's intense. It is. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, mm -mm, no thanks. I wonder how they're going to do it in the show. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know how things are now. There's all kinds so of much things. CGI and stuff. I don't know. I mean, they filmed the entire the Little Mermaid. Like the, the entire mm -hmm. Little Mermaid was done with CGI and like yeah. blue screen. Yeah, they didn't do any underwater stuff. They didn't? No. Mm -mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was all just, they did some technical stuff, but yeah, most mm -hmm. of it was just kind of figuring out and post. If you see the behind the scenes, it's like, it looks like the behind the scenes of Avatar. It's like 90% mm -hmm. like motion capture. Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah. me not like it more. Not like it <laughs> makes me like it less. <laughs> uh, it's still, I mean, I, I haven't it's still seen a great movie. I love it. But... Really good. Yeah. I don't think you oh, can no, it's tell. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah I don't think good. you can tell when you, you watch it. You can't the movie. tell. I just, I hate that we're moving in that direction. I don't like it either. I like practical stuff. But to be fair, I also would not want to be in a giant tank for 41 hours exactly. acting. So yeah, it's all got its use. It's all that. got its place. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. So Rafe, as we learned, was not wearing any makeup to cover his nose when he's playing Voldemort. In order to make the character scarier, editors digitally removed it. And the red snake-like eyes the novel describes were not added due to the actor's thought that the expression in his eyes would provide a better idea of Lord Voldemort's insanity and malignity. So he was the one who suggested, like, don't do the snake eyes because it'll be easier to see how crazy he is mm. during his acting. Interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel, feel like the snake that. eyes would scare me anyways. Yeah, like... I mean, in general, they would scare you, but I feel like his point was he wanted to see just how, like, unhinged this dude was, and it's right. easier I mean, for you to see his real eyes. Yeah, and yeah, I, and I get it. True. Like, you're right. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just a malignancy in, in his performance that... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. ...may yeah. have been hindered by prosthetics, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. to say. Okay. And I know they were talking... I saw an interview with him where he was just talking about being on set, and they were talking about how scary he just looked anyway. And mm -hmm. he mentioned how, like, the script supervisor, she had her son with him, with her, and he oh, just no. walked by and the kids start crying. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I think, I, I, think I remember, like, an uh, interview with Daniel Radcliffe, and, like, even he was pretty intimidated by him. Yeah. yeah. Watching the behind the scenes, I'm like, even with his actual nose on his face right. and everything, he's still pretty scary when you watch yeah. him act. Yeah, mm -hmm. dude's an amazing actor. Really well, is. he he's very intimidating in a lot of his other roles where there's like no makeup; it's just him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's very he can be a very scary, dude. The mm -hmm. only other thing I, I saw him in recently was The King's Man, where he plays uh, like the main guy or whatever. Mm -hmm. mm, I and, haven't uh, seen that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. It was so he was a lot of fun in that, but he definitely has that very like always in control kind of, mm -hmm. kind of yeah. feel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so the kids had around three weeks of dancing practice for the Yule Ball Waltz, but Daniel Radcliffe appears in like every scene in the movie, so he had four days to prepare. And in several interviews, he said the reason why his dancing is basically shown from the waist up is to avoid showing his fumbling feet. Mm, and but this wasn't a big issue because Harry's supposed to kind of not be good at it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I was like, that's a big difference. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Oh, and, um, going back to the makeup for Voldemort. So the director originally decided not to have the makeup on Ralph Finney on Rafe. See, I can't even do it. Rafe to give a more scary Voldemort, but he changed his mind after he saw the minimal makeup design, um, by the Nick, Nick, uh, Dudman, who must be the makeup artist on there. So, okay. and, um, the actor actually decided to shave his head and his armpits for the role. There you go. Why the armpits? I, I was like, isn't it covered armpits. up? And I don't know, but it? maybe it helped him get into character more. I guess it must have. The head, I'm like, okay, but I don't know. He's wearing that big robe, so. Well, I wasn't. I think maybe one of the earlier like set designs, he or like costume designs. Like I saw a sketch where he actually was like sleeveless at one point. I feel oh. like I'd see. Oh, that maybe that's why. <laughs> I don't know. But it also kind of has a like more snake-like kind of. Well, he's supposed to be completely hairless, so no one can do apologies potion. Yeah, like, that's the point. That's the point. So no uh, one can ever like imitate him. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. He's smart. Just he's very dangerously smart. Yes, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in an earlier script, the Weasley twins had a good laugh over their failed attempt to put their names in the Goblet of Fire, but then they were decided to have them go at each other in frustration instead. And director Mike Newell staged a brawl with one of them to demonstrate how he wanted the scene to go and undermine his own authority figure's status. And he said, because they were calling me, sir. The fight got so intense that he actually fractured a rib in the process, though. So, yeah. Yeah. And I saw that behind the scenes where he's literally, I don't know which twin he was fighting with, but they're literally on the ground, the director and one of the twins to demonstrate. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And the rock band at the Yule Ball is comprised mostly members of Pulp and Radiohead. Okay. And I did not know this, but in the run-up to the movie, there was a Canadian folk group called the Weird Sisters, but it's spelled W-Y-R-D. Yeah. They filed a $40 million lawsuit against Warner Brothers, the North American distributor of this movie. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, she, they also filed a, the lawsuit against um, Jarvis Cocker from Pulp and Johnny Greenwood and Phil Selway of Radiohead. So they included all of them in the lawsuit because of the use of their name. Mm. Yeah. But in the book, it's weird, like the traditional spelling, not their spelling, W-Y. Already. And they're called the Weird Sisters, as we said before. It's based off of William Shakespeare's Macbeth. Mm. So, yeah. But before the movie was released, Warner Brothers removed all references to either name for the band. So, if you watch the movie, they never say Weird Sisters at all. Even then, gotcha. the deleted scene where they're being introduced by Flitwick, he doesn't say their name. So, yeah. that's how they go. got around that. Huh. And the line, I can touch you now, spoken by Lord Voldemort when he's touching Harry's forehead, is Rafe's a favorite line throughout the Harry Potter franchise, which makes sense. One of the scariest lines in the franchise. It is. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's very good. Very good. So before we do, (laughs) it's very creepy, too, the way he's like his hand and And his tongue's out and he's just like, "Ah." oh, yeah. Uh, so before I do my discussion point, let me do my Snape's redemption, which again, snivelous, you kill me, you kill me in these movies, man. Okay. The only thing I could come up with is in the book when Fudge is just like, oh, there's no Voldemort, you know, he's like, look at this dark mark. Look, look, everybody's freaking dark mark is activated. We felt it burn. He's back. 
That's the only thing I could come up with when he's like, you're an idiot. So freaking Snape. I'm going to hold out. I have more <laughs> in the next one. I feel so satisfied right now. <sighs> okay. For so now, let's get for to. For, yeah, for now. Yeah, for now, exactly. So let's get to the part that really made me mad. So as we all of us, <laughs> as as we were talking about, Albus Dumbledore, mm, unlike other movies and unlike the books, either shouts or raises his voice in certain scenes, like when Harry is selected for the Goblet of Fire, and he asks, "Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire?" We all know how that goes. Mm -hmm. um, he also yells at Barty Crouch Jr. And it was criticized by many Harry Potter fans because the script did not give specific directions for this. And Dumbledore is always calm and laid back in the books. <sighs> so Gambin, however, has stated that he gave his own interpretation of the character without input from the books, which he never read as he saw no point in it. And every part I play is just a variant of my own personality. Bruh. I know this is an interpretation of the book. Oh, I know. Oh Are boy. you kidding me, though? Oh, boy. Oh boy. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy. There's no point, Ashley. There's no point. Apparently, there's no point. There's no point. Curse no words. Point. Curse words? Curse words? Curse words! This is why I said just wait. Merlin's pants! <laughs> Merlin's Bloody hell! Uh -huh. Oh, it made me so mad. That's, uh... I mean, okay, on one aspect, I understand because that's a lot to catch up with. On the other hand, at least read a summary, for God's sake. Like, do something to yes. invest in the character that you're portraying. Like, come on. Just read the book that you're about to film. That's all you got to do. Or right. just, like, Every look for your name. All you got to do is read a Dumbledore. book. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Okay. Mm -hmm. Skip, skip, skip. Here's another Dumbledore part. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Seriously? Seriously. And the thing is, like, I don't even Did think... Did he not watch the first two movies and see no. how calm Richard was? No, I don't think Apparently. he cared about any of it. No. Mm -mm. no. Who casted him? Like, and I don't think he constantly... Like, I was trying to... When I was rewatching these, I was trying to be, like, open-minded, you know, with the interpretation and all that. And I was like, okay, there are some times when I don't think he's a terrible Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. But then when this comes up every time, it just makes me so, like, angry. <laughs> just it like overshadows his performance mm -hmm. and that's his fault like yeah. his entire legacy is Dumbledore I feel like this one moment was so defining to all of us that yeah. it just ruined it, anything else that he did that was not on this level when Ru he's not is, calm no go ahead Dan sorry no, so maybe ruined is a strong word but it cast a big shadow over it there we go yeah Okay, my thing is when he's not calm, when he raises, so when anybody raises their voice at somebody in anger, mm -hmm. it in when I hear that, it means number one, I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. I need you to tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. Two, there's an honesty issue. There's a communication. Like it means that there's an issue, mm -hmm. that there is no trust. Yes. Right. Dumbledore fully trusts Harry in mm -hmm. all of the books. Right. He yep. trusts his instincts. He trusts what he's doing. He believes in everything he's saying. Mm -hmm. He like honestly, I think Dumbledore also knows how to like get into people's brains. Let's be mm -hmm. honest. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and he knows how to block it. Like I bet he's the only person that Snape couldn't get his like figure out his thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and Dumbledore is he is a very much like an all knowing character. Mm -hmm. I hate 
maybe not all knowing, but he is very well knowing of the, all mm-hmm. the things going on. So when you when you, he comes in saying, Harry, did you put your name in the goblet of fire? That's him saying, number one, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Number two, I don't trust Harry at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a number three, but the fact that it just is wrong. Right. I well, agree with yeah. It also shows uh, that this is about to happen. Yeah. But it also shows that if something like what you're saying about somebody raising their voice, it shows a lack of control. It's it's, it's one thing to raise your voice to try to get your point across, you know, to try to like establish like if things actually are getting out of hand and you need to raise your voice for sure volume's sake. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're raising your voice in anger, that shows me that you're losing control of your own emotions. You know, and that's very much not in within Dumbledore's character. Like, no. the only time we ever saw him, uh, uh, Harris raise his voice was when he goes, Silence! In the first one. And that was just because it was necessary, because yes. there was chaos. Yes. There was first or second. I can't remember which one it was, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. The first only time he ever raised his voice. Right. And and he automatically, he goes, Silence! And then he goes and down then immediately. And like, right back. Immediately. Right. To the calm. Take your students back to the common room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. professors follow me to the dungeon like, which is so calm. exactly what you're right. saying like he is in control of the situation and what mm-hmm. is happening around him what what is this right what is, yeah. what is this like even how even not even just the scene of him running down and raising his voice at harry but just even how he says harry's name when he gets it from the mm-hmm. goblet he's like harry, he like he like Harry Potter, Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. and he yells it. He doesn't even say it. He just yells it, and I'm just like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Is Ian McLennan still around? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this just oh, it upset me so much. Is he I'm still just around. Like, is he passed? Why? No, he's still around. Yeah, as far as I know. How old are you? Eighty four. Dang it. Too old to do. Oh, I don't know who the they're going to get in this series, but oh, wait, no, no. please, could you just do not make your interpretations like this, friend, yeah. whoever you are. Whoever they what? cast, they're probably going to require to actually like read the books or know the books at least. Yeah, I'm going to need you to not yeah. be like, there's no point in it. No. Right. There is a point. There's a reason why there's a no. book. Mm-hmm. I just... Mm. So I don't know if I told you guys this. I lost my voice the day after we did our episodes last two weeks ago. Oh, really? I'm afraid I'm going to lose my voice again. I don't feel it this time, but I remember doing the episodes last uh, two weeks ago and mm-hmm. I was felt it. Mm-hmm. And now with why? this, I'm starting to feel it again. You know so. why? It's because you were so rude about my whole Snape thing. I know. I was really, it was your punishment. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I was re listening to episodes and I was like cringing on myself. I'm like, oh, what did I do? Why did I say that? It's because we just like to argue, but it's okay. We do. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Okay. Can we move past this? Yes. I'm, I could rant about it forever. And there is no I'm ending mad. to this complaint. Yes. There is no end. But there Let's is a whole in. endless world of memes. And as you can see, none of us okay. put Dumbledore in this book or, or in the movie as oh, one of no. our favorites. He will no longer be on my list for the rest Sadly. of the series. Sadly. it's And it's because of this scene. Like, we will get into it as we continue on where I don't think he's terrible. But I have such a hard time after after yeah. this. The it's only hard. time I can even think of him being, like, calm and collected in the rest of these movies is in the scene where he's dead. And Harry's, it's all in his head. <laughs> wow. So 
I don't know. I don't know, Dan. The only time I like you is when you're dead. I don't know where you went with it, but my first thought was like when he falls off the tower. Like that's wow. Even to a guy like me, that's cold. When he's not what I meant. The King's Cross scene when he's dead and he's talking to Harry. I feel like yes, we got it. I I, I knew what you meant. Just the wording, the particular wording. I think you should have started with that King's Cross. Not. I I mean, when you're dead, you're pretty calm, but you know. Should have. And I'm like, well, he's like super That's quiet. That's not that moment, what I so, meant. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was pretty darn calm though when he's up there and Draco's about to kill him and then Snape's about to I kill him. I was gonna say, yeah, he he's the pretty sixth calm. one. I don't really have problems with him, to be honest with you. In the sixth yeah. one, and then yeah, and then the King's Cross scene I think was very well done. So mm. yeah, we'll give him so, some credit. But yeah. so I just, just like <laughs> I think. The, the only thing beyond that is just like there's there's a hardness to just his voice and his delivery mm-hmm. yeah you know what so I mean? different like, from harris that mm-hmm. softness that harris had is just gone yeah you know and even so it's like even when he's calm he's hard you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah yep all right favorite characters dan hey that's me yeah um okay so favorite characters uh mad eye moody uh, yeah, we all love him. The twins, I feel like they're just getting more and more twinny in this movie, and I just thoroughly enjoy that. And then, um, your bets. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, you know, the uh, Igor Kagarov. I like him. Mm-hmm. I can see you liking him, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good he's choice, cool. though. Mm-hmm. He's cool. Yeah. I mean, I would have said Victor Crumb, but he's kind of an idiot. Maybe not an idiot. He's just very. He's more of a. He's, no, he is supposed to be. He's supposed what to be the term? a big dumb dumb. He's more of a, of a physical a, person. Exactly. He's a more of a physical being. Right. Which I I listed <laughs> that as one of my quotes. Yeah. But uh. But yeah, I just like I feel like you know it's it's like Kargaroff. He's got that Rasputin beard and that Rasputin hair, and he's he got is a good character. He is very Rasputin. Yeah. Very. I Rasputin-y. do like his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's a lot. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's he's cool. I like this guy. I like that guy. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Mad Eye is one of my favorites, uh, even though it's not really him half the time. But I really think it's still, I think Barty portray, portrayed Moody very well because when we see him Absolutely. later, he's exactly the same way he as really Barty is. portrays him. Right. Like, we oh, know who Moody it was is. Very, it, it was like, him. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the twins. I love the twins even more in this one as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think this was the movie that I started to have, like, when I think I started to have crushes on the twins. Mm-hmm. Like, I was Understandable. kind of from Draco to the twins. Because mm-hmm. um, they're just, they're cheeky and they're fun. And yeah. um, just like how uh, George gets, um, An- Angel- is it Angela or Angelina? Angelina. Angelina. Yeah. Angelina. How he gets Angelina's attention and takes her to the ball sort of deal. Yeah. <laughs> so good of oh, great great scenes uh and just like placing the bets against people and i love jenny she's like you don't have to be rude about it mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Place your bets. um just all of all of their things they're just great mm-hmm. um i like movie hermione not book hermione valid, valid. movie yes. hermione in this um she uh She's very like I I I love seeing her kind of come out of her shell even more. Like I have some of my favorite quotes of hers about her being a girl and Ron and all the things, but mm-hmm. her like 
her taking charge of her own life and not mm-hmm. just waiting around for the boys um saying yes to crumb uh mm-hmm. just being very like being there for harry and just i don't know she's just coming out or coming yeah. out she's of establishing her, her own agency yeah yes yes and and it's it's so cool to watch and then mm-hmm. um i i love haggard in this movie he's just so mm-hmm. awkward yeah <laughs> he's, he's this giant woman and he just yeah. loves stricken little, little adolescents. Mm-hmm. The really little teen is. coming out of Hagrid um, mm-hmm. is just really, really fun. Um, mm-hmm. But I, when Sammy, I totally agree with your big, bold statement that you're about to tell us about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go for it. So Hermione, again, this is movie Hermione. For all the same reasons you said, I just love her. I think mm-hmm. her character development was much better than in the book. Yeah. This is probably the only time I will say Harry, we shall see. <laughs> But I did put Harry on here only because he does do pretty well being his age and being forced to be part of this stupid tournament, mm-hmm. which is crazy mm-hmm. dangerous. And he doesn't even know half the spells or what he's doing because he's mm-hmm. so young. And then just the whole mermaid scene where he literally tries to save yeah. everybody when, come on, realistically, no one's going to drown. It's fine, Harry. Mm-hmm. But in his mind, he just has to make sure everyone is okay. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really yeah. nice. And, that's that's deep yeah. into Harry's character. Right yeah. Now. So I'm like, Harry's mm-hmm. going to get on my nerves a lot in the next one. So I'm going to go ahead and include him now when he still has the, the fighting chance. Fair enough. You know? Fair enough. Well, I mean, what would you do? Like, if you, so going like, okay, just for example, Sammy, our old trio, you, me, and Logan. Mm-hmm. If this was happening and it was you and Logan down there, mm-hmm. I would want to rescue both of you because you agree. are both my people. I agree. You're both my people. So it's like, I would want, like, same thing with us three. Like, mm-hmm. I would want to rescue both of you. I agree. Um, And and that I don't think they thought that one through very well mm-hmm. <laughs> for Harry. Yeah, he's right. going to want to save everybody because that's, yeah. that's him. And I agree with him. Who wants to leave anyone down there, you know? Well, and Cho was down there too. So not only are his two best friends down there, but his crush is down there. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just screwed Harry anyway. Like literally every person you could ever possibly exactly. you know, want to save. Exactly. And, right and he saved Fleur's sister too. And he didn't yep. even know her. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Good for you. Yeah. And I put in all caps, not Ron. For obvious <laughs> reasons. <clears throat> yeah. Not bad. He's worse in the book about it. Probably. I, 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 yeah. yeah it's on my nerves just, yeah movie but, ron was better than book ron for sure yeah but just the fact of like if, if this has been your best friend since you started school mm-hmm. do you you really don't trust him to say no i didn't like out of all the things exactly. that have happened to you two since the first one with with the sorcerer's stone and the past like, like all these Mm-hmm. evil people coming after your best friend and you really can't believe him that someone might be going after him again like Hello. Ron, come on and they're yeah. together so much when does he think harry did came up with this plan uh, harry i feel like it's less yeah, about harry out of all of them right i don't know i i feel i always felt it was like less about trust and more about jealousy it was like honestly. He, he ron was getting tired of being harry's goofy sidekick which mm-hmm. i don't blame him i get that Mm-hmm. Stop being goofy sidekick. Hmm. Yeah. He yeah. did it to himself. Yeah. He did. In some ways. In some ways mm-hmm. he did. But yeah, just li- living in like the shadow of the boy who lived. You know, even though Harry's mm-hmm. always been humble about it, he's never wanted this fame. He's never been prideful about it. Like he has it. Whether mm-hmm. he wants it yeah. or not, he has it. 
Yeah. And one way or another, it's always going to be like, here's the boy who lived. Oh, and here's that other guy, the boy who lives friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that kind of got to him a little bit. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Mm. Um, and then Fred and George in the movie and in the books, but in the books, they get even more mm-hmm. fun stuff, right, sure. you know, and especially mm-hmm. since we're missing like Percy and all that, there's just so much good stuff constantly with him. Yeah. That is just hilarious. And I wish I'm not, a, just I'm not a Percy fan. I'm not a Percy fan, but I'm a Percy fan in the way that Fred and George deal with Percy, I think is very fun. Oh yeah. Those, those scenes are fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Otherwise I don't okay. care about Percy okay, that's what you to watch Fred and George mess with him. Hilarious love it percy was more of the like tighten it kind of no right or no I'm, i forget i forget about percy like that's fine the... percy was like in the first movie he was the um prefect Perfects. i'm a prefect move perfect um, brother mm-hmm. uh, even yeah, in the yeah, last yeah. one he's the perfect brother with the curly hair right. and by um, this one he's working for the ministry Okay. Yeah. So with Barney he's out of school. Because he was head boy in um Prisoner of Azkaban. He was yeah, it was right, his right, last right. last year. So mm-hmm. he's just a new kind of insufferable at this point. Oh he's oh not new kind. He's always been insufferable. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean like he's another level of it. It's a new, like, yeah, it's a new yeah. level. It, it's because he gets in the next He's the hall monitor nobody likes. Yes. Yep. A little too much uh you know, enjoys that yep. power a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay, you remember watching Chamber of Secrets, um, and Harry and Ron are Goyle and Crab, yeah. mm-hmm. and they get stopped by, like, what are you two doing down here? Sort of deal. It was uh, that was Percy. That was Ron's brother. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Never mind. Okay. Uh, Dan, favorite scenes. Favorite scenes. All right. Um, Moody teaching the dark arts, that whole sequence, that just shows so much of who he is and how he interacts with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, thoroughly enjoyed the mermaid challenge. Uh, not so much the challenge itself, but just the whole atmosphere of it. Mm-hmm. And like, like I think, like anytime I think of the Goblet of Fire, that's the scene my mind immediately goes to. And that just, mm-hmm. that whole feeling just defines the whole movie for me. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like the whole scene is just like a thunderstorm. So it gives you that same feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like. Uh, what else? The, the entire yeah. ball scene, the entire sequence, and just all the teen angst that goes with it. And I think that's what I love so much about this movie is that with all the conspiracy stuff going on and Harry's visions and this life or death situation, they're still just teenagers doing normal teenage angsty things. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. being idiots and getting mad at each other and, you know, trying mm-hmm. to figure life out. Like, I think that's what I love the most about, I mean, the whole series, but it really like this one kind of drives that home a lot mm-hmm. more. So it's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, what else? Anytime the twins appear and they just twin it out. That's what I call it. They're just twinning it up. Yeah, you know, the mm-hmm. twins just being the twins. Um, and then when the other schools come in and uh, all the guys are just swooning over, you know, Fleur de la Cour while, you know, and the girls get all jealous and, oh, boys. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Victor Crumb comes in and his whole crew and just all mm-hmm. masculine and force of nature and they're swooning and then all the guys get jealous. Like, ha ha. Mm-hmm. You know, always, you know, always fun. And then finally, uh, one of the, probably one of the best scenes is Ron not exactly asking Floor to, to the ball, but literally screaming it. 
and then just freaking out and running away. Yep. It's like, what would you do? Only thing I could have done. I ran away or something like that. So funny. But he didn't actually, actually, he sort of screamed it. It was rather frightening, actually. So funny when Jenny says that. I'm just like, oh, no. That was like Jenny's best line in the movie. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm just picturing it happening. Like, Ron just, like, his whole face just, like, blubbering up and just, would you like to go to the pool with me, Flo? <laughs> ah! And then just leaves. Right. Oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. The mm -hmm. fact that he even thought he had a chance with a 17-year-old girl <laughs> just makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. Ron. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he shot his shot, to be fair. You he know, I mean, He shot it bad. He's, mm -hmm. he's, he, he shot it way off the far end of everything, but he Into shot space, it. Into space, yes. Into space. Mm -hmm. he, he definitely shot it, though. He tried. Yep. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um. So for me, uh, the twins turning old, I love that scene. I love that they ended up doing a, a mm -hmm. tussle. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just very twinny. And and Hermione's interaction with them before they put in the names is just great. Mm -hmm. um, Harry trying to hide when his name was called. I laugh. Oh, my God. Every yes. time. He yeah. like, Harry Potter. And he like, Harry's like, Harry Potter. And he like, tries to right. sink down. And Hermione's like, go. You gotta <laughs> like, you go. have to go. Right. <laughs> so Sorry. Um, I love it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hermione walking down that Cinderella moment. Every girl wants that Cinderella moment. And and she, like why, like all of us girls are like wanting to live her life right then. Yes. Walking mm -hmm. down the castle steps to a hunk. Mm -hmm. Maybe not Victor Crumb, but a hunk of some sort. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and then I, I enjoyed the dragon challenge. I think it's just funny to watch uh, a dragon uh, toss Harry Potter around. <laughs> Wow. It's just kind that's, of fun. That's nice. Okay. It's a violent thought, but all right. It is well, a bit. Well, but... he doesn't kill him. He just kind of yeah, just beats him up a little bit. It's fine. You know. A little bit. Yeah. Just abuses um, him a little bit. It's all good. Enjoy. It's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's I think it it what I what I like about them showing Harry struggle is just showing how much he should not be in this competition. That's yeah. Like we so don't true. see how anybody else does it because we don't want to think that they're struggling. We it, they want us to think they're seventh years. They got this. It might take a little bit of time because they're strategizing. Mm -hmm. But literally, Harry has no strategy. He is a fourteen year old boy mm -hmm. running into a Hungarian Horntail <laughs> arena. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The fact he didn't die was a miracle. A... That'd be the equivalent of Hermione. Like... Yeah. You're one, Harry. Yep. You won. Yep. Yes. Yep. Freaking Harry. <laughs> Moody even told you how to do it, dude. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> blasting fire at you. Do you really think you'll remember what you're supposed to be doing? I would remember. No, he's he's just trying wand. not to die. I mean, at that point, you're just in like flight or fight or whatever mode, you know. Yeah. Just don't kill me. Yeah. That'd be the yeah. equivalent of like throwing a middle schooler into a bullfighting ring in our world. Mm -hmm. You're like, all right, kid, don't die. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Later. Mm -hmm. Oh goodness. Uh, uh, but and then the the flight scene is really cool. Like that's not how it happens yeah. in the book, but the mm -hmm. flight scene is really cool. Um, just it's just really cool to see like the castle and just give us the the visual right. of everything mm -hmm. so Absolutely. i liked it mm -hmm. um i feel like i'm missing a scene oh no sammy has it never mind go for it sammy okay cool um so before i do my favorite scenes one thing with the moody teaching the dark arts because we know it's 
Barty Crouch Jr., right? Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to me because the lesson is pretty freaking scary with that spider, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But the way he illustrates it, though, it really hits home. And I'm just like, he's actually doing a really good job of explaining all of these curses. Mm -hmm. And it's just fascinating to me because he's a terrible person. But, you know, like teaching wise, he wasn't so bad. Yeah, he could have been a professor when uh, Snape took over. Barty, mm-hmm. you could have went the other way, bro, but you didn't. You chose your evil ways. So, yeah. what are we gonna do? Some okay. of the villains that could have been great heroes. I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have Malfoy as a ferret. Very funny. Brilliant. Really enjoyed oh, that really? that entire bit, oh, and then McGonagall running up <laughs> and yelling at him. That's yeah. a student. Student. Technically, it's a ferret. <laughs> Oh, I must have told you we do not use transfiguration to punish students. Mm-hmm. Might have mentioned it. Oh, it's just so funny the way she yells at him. I love that that whole thing. And it's kind of funny to think like when you figure out it's Barty, it's almost like he was probably a student at McGonagall, and oh, it for probably sure. was like it was almost like a student say student feeling like they were getting in trouble by. His <laughs> I never thought about that. But That's you're so right. true. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, I'll come back to the second, um, to one of these, but, um, the ball scene, you know, obviously we went over that. It's just fun. And Mm -hmm. like you said, teenage angst and all that, it's, it's a great time. Yeah. Just loved it. Absolutely. Uh, Snape hits Ron and Harry on the back of their heads when they're talking to Hermione and I could watch that scene over and over again because it's so freaking funny to me. That was the first scene I thought of when I was about to write stuff Uh down and I saw you had it. I'm like, dang it, she took it. Oh, because you know, I love some Snape action. So yeah. And then especially the very last time when he stops and then he, (laughs) it's great. Oh, I wish we could have done that in school. There was a couple boys we could have had our deserved had, like, it. Yes. Miss, I could see Mr. Smith, our old g- government teacher, doing that. Uh-huh. Oh. I think for criminality, he used to throw chalk at people and he kind of tossed Eddie out of his his uh desk. Yeah. And I think one time he had everybody leave the room because someone fell asleep. That was like a whole mm-hmm. thing I think he did one time to a student. Yeah, that but... wasn't my class. <laughs> no, mm-mm. But my class story. Remember the desk with no front legs? Mm-hmm. My class was the one where Eddie, Eddie fell asleep and he took it and he yanked it down and Eddie goes tumbling out of it. And <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, Mr. Smith. Oh, goodness gracious. Mm, Mr. So Smith was very much a, our fa- one of our favorite teachers. Most nice. definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of fun. I don't know how he is. I don't if know. He's still around. I don't know. That's a sad thought. Anyways, moving on. It sure is. Okay. So when they're learning to waltz, that was very funny, especially when Ron has to go up with McGonagall and do it. We're never going to let him forget this. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I know Dan has a quote from that that he will bring up. Oh, sorry. Which one? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, you, yeah, we'll get there. And then Ron's dress robes, that scene just makes me die with the way he's just like, like opening it up. And then he's just like, this can't be for me. It must be for Ginny. And Ginny's just like, I don't think so, friends. That's uh-huh. ghastly. <laughs> oh, poor Ron. I'm sorry. I love Hermione's face when she tells him to. She has so much joy on exactly. her face. Right. She's like, Ron, it's for you. They're dress, dress robes. robes. Yeah. Dress robes. Oh, it's so funny. It's okay. It's so funny. 
I need to watch this today. I know I've watched it recently, but I think I'm going to watch it I know. It it's just so fun. <laughs> um, And then I put the graveyard scene, which is clearly horrific, but it's so it, well done. It's good. Very well and done. It just sets up Voldemort. It's such a short scene when you really think about it, but you get all these people that show up and now we have confirmation about like Lucius and mm-hmm. Crab and Goyle and all that and their lineage. And just... Mm-hmm. He is so scary, Voldemort, when he finally mm-hmm. comes back. It's just so well done. And then you just instantly are like, whoop. So some bad stuff is about to happen from here on out. Like this, mm-hmm. this is it. Yeah. Even in the book, if you're we're just not like, dark. Here we're we dark go. now. Yeah. It's not fun yeah. games here no more. Go. Like it's getting it's serious mm-hmm. now. Yep, yeah, it's it's getting serious. <laughs> serious. It's getting real up in Harry Potter. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, so yeah, the graveyard scene is just, I think they translated it very well to film too. I think they did a very good job mm-hmm. in trying yeah. to set the scene. And I love that even, even if it's just a mirage, even if it's just the magic, it's his parents are still protecting him, mm-hmm. yeah. even in the midst of all that. And that's it, like, they're guardian angels. And I think that's something that's something that all of us kind of wonder, all of us want is that are those loved ones that we've lost, are they still watching over us? And mm-hmm. this book series when it comes to that portion of it kind of mm-hmm. gives us all hope that they can they there could mm-hmm. be them as spirits still maybe watching over us or mm-hmm. or depending on your religion and what you believe could be right. in different spots watching over you sure. um mm-hmm. so it's i i love that and i love even though his mom is gone but the actress who plays her and it's the mm-hmm. same one through the whole series i think mm-hmm. the father changes at some point but um maybe he doesn't i'm not positive but she's always the one to say something mm-hmm. and just even though she's only there for seconds she is a powerful character mm-hmm. in those moments when she does that and when she like says honey it's okay you can let go we're mm-hmm. here and it, even though it's such a short moment it's so powerful for any of us who mm-hmm. either still have our even if we still have our parents with us or we lost a parent it's mm-hmm. just oh it gets me every time it's so well done and then that whole bit though with Cedric, and then he's just like, "Take my body back," and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And you think he's seventeen? He's seventeen, and it's just, mm-hmm. and it's so like it's so bad in the not bad like film wise or whatever. But when Harry gets back to the maze and no one knows what happened, they all just start right. cheering because they think you know here's the yeah. champion, and he's falling and apart. He's so upset, and the movie does a very good job. Daniel Radcliffe at that age, amazing job. But in the mm-hmm. book, it just felt like even worse to me because he just mm-hmm. like, they keep talking about in the book, how everyone keeps coming up and is like, okay, Harry, like you have to move. And he refuses. He's like, not until his mm-hmm. father comes. No, I can't leave yeah. him. I, I said, I'd bring him back to his dad. I can't leave him. And he's so mm-hmm. insistent about it because it's just so overwhelming. And it's, mm-hmm. oh, JK. Well, me. And, and, and when his. So when Cedric's, I'm going to tear up. I cry every time that scene happens. And I'm going to cry now. So intense. When his oh. father comes up and all oh, you hear is my boy, but oh, it's like that, oh. like agonizing Whale. my boy. It's mm-hmm. just so, it's like, okay, this is when these books take a transition where we're going to start teaching our kids about the hard stuff. Right. Yes. That it, life is not always a long life. It is, mm-hmm. it can be short. Mm-hmm. Things can happen. Yes. Um, and it's it's oh, it's such a powerful scene. Yes, but yeah, that's why I brought that actor up too because he's not in this a whole lot, but that one scene defined his character, and it just mm-hmm. it really gets you the emotion mm-hmm. that he had in that moment. Mm-hmm. I think Cho could have been a little bit more um, choked up in the movie. 
Hmm. Well, I don't know. I feel like they didn't let they didn't have her show the emotion that a teenage girl would have would have died. The her boyfriend just died when she realized it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Could be, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They they probably just didn't want to take the focus away from the dad. That could be too. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. that was like that was that was really just the heart wrenching scene of that or mm-hmm. you know, moment of that entire scene. Mm-hmm. True. 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 Yeah. So. All right. Favorite lines. Hey, fun stuff. <laughs> I love this. One. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, this actually goes right in line with my favorite of the scenes that I had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Moody is teaching uh, defenses against the dark arts, he turns around, does the thing on the chalk, whatever, and uh, just being charismatic as always. You know, you need you need to know what you're up against. You need to be prepared. As he's doing this, Seamus puts his gum on the thing. You need to find another place to put your chewing gum besides the underside of your desk, Mr. Finnegan. Classic. I love yeah. Finnegan's reaction, too. He's like... Mm-hmm. He's got eyes in the back of his head. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Here across, and then he throws I the chair across the room. classroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot how funny that whole scene was. Like, that Honestly. whole exchange. Yes. So mm-hmm. good. So good. Um, and then, which we've mentioned it already, but bringing it back into uh, mm-hmm. Malfoy is a ferret, you know, is that a student? Technically, it's a ferret. A ferret. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. So good. I love so this um, Me too. I, I should have put the entire quote. It's on IMDb somewhere, but it's basically, mm-hmm. it's, it's McGonagall just going off about, you know, not making the school look bad, you mm-hmm. know, and I will not have you portrayed as a bunch of babbling, bubbling band of baboons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen that five times. And, then you get and the twins. And they, and they actually do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do it. It's so babbling, funny. Bubbling, 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 bubbling. <laughs> it's so funny. I wonder how long it took them to get that. Oh, I babbling, can imagine. That's bubbling, a bubbling, struggle. Babbling, bubbling, bubbling, band up, bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. See, now we're all going to try and do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this oh. is a... Sh- <laughs> okay, good. You recognize yeah. them. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's from my, my, it's from my favorite scene. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, there you go. It, it, right before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I just, I, you know, it's when uh, the twins are about to put the uh, their names in the yep. goblet, try to do the aging spell or whatever, and Hermione just, in Hermione true fashion, it's not going to work. <laughs> like just her delivery is like, these boys have done this a hundred times. You know how it's going to go in. You know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Don't say I didn't warn you for the hundredth time. Like, exactly. like, you know, this has happened consistently throughout their time there. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is just one of a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that whole thing because it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, Granger? She like shoves her book closed. Yep. <laughs> you see that? It's an age line. Dumbledore right. did it himself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's going to be tricked. He's and what they say, they said, and that's why it's so that's why it's like so um, brilliant or something because it's so, that's so brilliant because so it's simple. so dim witted. So simple. So right. dim witted. Thank you. Dim witted. Yes. All dim witted. Right. Which I, so, I I mean I can see the logic behind it. Mm-hmm. It's dumb logic, but I can see it. Dumbledore is not that dim witted. Like Dumbledore knows their dim wittedness. They've been around for five years. <laughs> right. Oh, and, and he's she probably right. seen way worse. Yep. He's probably mm-hmm. seen way worse in terms of students. Like he knows yeah. how these students are. He knows what to expect. Exactly. Especially the twins. It's not like exactly. it's his first rodeo with them. <laughs> no, crying out loud. He's been dealing with them for now six years. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. Um what else okay and then later where we've established uh victor crumb you know and hermione's talking about him yeah yeah we don't actually talk about the tournament actually we don't really talk at all victor's more of a physical being mm-hmm. yeah Harry's look. 
And Harry's just like, okay. <laughs> okay. And later she talks about like particularly loquacious. Mm -hmm. he, I just he, mean <laughs> he mostly just watches me study. It's kind of annoying, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then she switches the subject real quick about onto Harry. Right. So, right. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> studying. I doubt it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. So like I say, teens being teens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just that good old all around. <laughs> and then finally, uh, the dark, psychotic delivery of David Tennant when the, you know, Barty Crouch, is Barty Crouch Jr. is revealed. Mm -hmm. First of all, with uh, Igor in that big Bulgarian accent, Barty Crouch Jr. Yeah, the giant you know, pause, too. Right. I love yeah. that. When everyone's like, yep. <gasps> like they look at Junior. the senior first. All right. And then he comes out and he's all snake-like, brought toward his father and the famous, hello, father. That was good. I had to put that the effort good. into that one, just that because good. that's yeah. I, that that <laughs> kind of stuck in my. I, 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 there's so much going on in this movie. Like I said, it's mm -hmm. easy to forget a lot of stuff, but that yes. always sticks out to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hello, father. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, good stuff. Good old, old lizard tongue. Right. Yeah, it's what it is for real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's scary dude when he really wants to be. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do my first one last. I don't know why I put it there. Okay. Um, so, of course, we've already talked about it, but Hermione, when the boys finally, like, reconcile after the dragon, mm -hmm. and she's just like, boys. Yeah. Right. Just how she says it, how her eyes, her how she, mm -hmm. she's exasperated. She's just exhausted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they exhaust her. Mm -hmm. They're going to be her, or her, the death of her whenever mm -hmm. that happens. Um. Oh, uh, Sirius, when he has having the fire conversation with him, uh, he says, and this is, most of these are the book quotes again. Um, if you want to know what a man's like, take a good look at how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. Mm -hmm. I don't remember who he's referring to on that, but I think he might've been referring to Kekaroff. Um, But yeah, there's that. I thought that was a really good, just informative mm -hmm. line. Um, Hermione gets sassy in this book, I forgot, with mm. um, some people. Mm -hmm. And I believe she's saying um, Mad-Eye Moody on this one. Um, when you've put both of your eyes back in, you'll be able to see who's just arrived. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what that's for, but I thought it was interesting. Uh, curiosity is not a sin, but we should exercise caution with our curiosity. Yes, indeed. That was mm -hmm. Albus. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> Harry talking to Rita in the book. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can have a word. Goodbye. And he walks away. Seamus. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love Seamus. He's like that background character that he's just fun. Especially mm -hmm. when we get to the seventh book. Mm -hmm. It's not like I try to blow things up exactly. It just sort of happens. You gotta admit though, fire is fascinating. <laughs> see, right. that would be me in Slytherin. Mm -hmm. I would be the Seamus of Slytherin probably. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I can see that. Um, I love this. Just because it's taken you three years to notice, Ron, doesn't mean no one else is spotted. I'm a girl. <laughs> Best line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Hagrid, no good sitting worrying about it. What's coming will come, and we will meet it when it does. That's mm -hmm. towards the end when Voldemort's back, sadly. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then Albus, I say to you all once again, in the light of Lord Voldemort's return, we are only as strong as we are united, as weak as we are divided. 
Lord Voldemort's gift for spreading discord and enmity is very great. We can fight it only by showing an um, equally strong bond of friendship and trust. Differences of habit and language are nothing at all if our aims are identical and our hearts are open. Mm-hmm. He says that in his last speech as mm-hmm. very different in the movie. I mm-hmm. like that better because mm-hmm. it's really talking to them about what we need to do to defeat Voldemort going forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah. it, and that's in anything, honestly, um, any sort of enemy in real world or fantasy world, it's your bond. It's your, mm-hmm. it's your ally, mm-hmm. it's your trust. Um, because discord is what's going to break something apart. Yep. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sammy. So my first one is actually from the book and it's from a whole scene that's not in the movie. So after Harry comes back, Dumbledore and Sirius are actually with him up in Dumbledore's office and Dumbledore's like, you need to tell me what happened exactly. So we know what's going on. Um, and of course, Harry's just like overwhelmed and uh, Dumbledore tells him numbing the pain for a while will make it worse when you finally feel it. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh. That's so maybe, true. Maybe that's when Sirius's line comes out. I forgot Sirius was back, it like was be. in the office mm-hmm. when when Harry was there. Mm-hmm. I really can't remember honestly when that Sirius line came up. I really need my. I really wish I could just tell my boyfriend to leave me alone for like two weeks so I can just read all these books at once. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, oh my because gosh! I always get distracted, like going to his place or him coming to me. So it's mm-hmm. like I just need two weeks of me time and mm-hmm. read. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i got you um and then the rest of these are more fun so neville in the movies after he does the weed <laughs> to yeah. harry potter and <laughs> we are not sure what's happening oh my god i've killed harry potter and that nice. just makes me laugh i'm like poor neville these are I, I almost that it. like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hilarious i just love the the look on his face and everything it's so funny yeah and then, of course, we have Malfoy. My father will hear about this. Always a classic from yep. Malfoy. Always, always a classic one, you know. It's and not then, a Malfoy. He's not being Malfoy if he doesn't say it at least once in every movie. Exactly. exactly. Referencing in some way, shape, or form that his father will be involved. Yes. Yes. And then going back to Ron, yes. I look like my great aunt Tessie. I smell like my great aunt Tessie. <laughs> It's so funny. And then he tells him, murder me, Harry. Because <laughs> he looks so sad when Harry walks out. He's like, what are those? And Harry's like, my dress robes. Right. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, poor Ron. Yeah. Oh, he looks so terrible. Maybe yours are more traditional. Yeah, he's trying to be nice. All he's just like, uh, yours are just more traditional. And Ron's like, no, dude, no, we're not playing this no, game. These are terrible. There, there is no possible way around this. Mm. oh it's just so funny it makes me laugh oh. sorry I just this movie mm-hmm. there's a lot of funny parts in this it is it's a good mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. it is it is a good one mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of fun yeah I'm glad next time we're filming we're starting off with the whiny one and then getting a little bit better with half-blood yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm not looking forward to the next episode i mean there's a lot of good stuff coming though i mean we get luna in the mm. next we one so i'm excited to have luna. her pop up finally yes so that's a nice thing that's coming yeah we do get to go to black's um house finally mm-hmm. right with the order yeah. uh-huh. so yep mm-hmm. with the order mm-hmm. but that we, we, we meet tonks 
as well. Yes. We do. Tonks. We do meet Tonks. Mm-hmm. Yes. My crush. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm curious to find out if so in in order when like one of the scenes that always gets me and it just infuriates it I love Molly Weasley up until this point and she infuriates me in this movie mm-hmm. in the movie she's like trying to literally put Harry as this teenage boy who should not yeah. be involved in any of it and all the things and that whole sequence I can't remember if that's in the books or not I know oh, it is is yeah, it? it is. Okay. Yes. Where she's like, he's just a, ch-, you know, basically he's, he's just, just a, a child. child. And Sirius is like, what are you talking about? He should be part of this. That that mm-hmm. isn't. He has it's to be part but... of this. He's literally a horcrux. Yeah, but no, Molly. This, but... Molly gets outvoted and gets very mad in the book, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just like, well, we should probably talk to Harry about what's happening, and she does not think so. Yeah, Molly starts to get on my nerves because I know I understand she wants to protect him, but Molly, mm-hmm. look around. Look at what's happening. We mm-hmm. all know he's going after Harry. Would you rather him be in the dark and then ambush, or would mm-hmm. you rather him know what's going on so he can prepare himself? I he's know. already showed in the past four books that he can take mm-hmm. care of him. Well, Hermione can take care of him. As long as he has Hermione, yes. Right. <laughs> um, so I mean, even the South book. He, they don't split up him and her Ron, they don't split up him and Hermione. They split mm-hmm. up him and Ron and Hermione's mm-hmm. still there. Yeah. Right. him. Um but yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, and don't forget next book we also get the best character. Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. there's going to be so much fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, that's and then I honestly, I kept thinking about that. Like, okay, we get through the fun books and then we get the next one. Okay, we get the next one. Uh, gotta deal with this chick. Gotta deal Umbridge. With Freaking. Yeah. And her pen. Yep, her pen and her little cat, little Minx cat. And the cat, the cat wall and the pink. Mm-hmm. I just. And her little tea, a little cup of tea. She's so obnoxious. Oh my god. I but uh, Harry or not Harry, Fred and George are like perfection in this book though. Mm-hmm. I really like them in the next one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like no, they get her good. Thinking about the scene of him, them like trying to comfort the first year who who got who had yes. to do that and the, so nice. just like it's like girl girl love oh, like but- all of us. But huh. one thing that annoys me that we don't do in the movie is they don't acknowledge the money that Harry gets at the end and then he gives to the Weasley twins. They never bring that up in the movies. I don't remember him getting money. So the Triwizard Tournament comes with oh, a reward. And right. he technically won and he tries to give it to Cedric's parents and they're like, no, we don't want it. And he's like, I don't want this. I have money. This is just stupid. And then he gives it to the twins because he knows and they the want to use it to their own their thing. business. Yes. Mm. And he's worried Molly's going to find out and hate him forever. So they never bring that up in the movie, like how the twins are able to start everything and, and all yeah. that. They don't acknowledge the money part. Hmm. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll talk more about it next week. We Ooh. sure will. So, uh, Pixie Dusters, thank you so much for joining us for Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I can't believe we're already halfway through the movies and over halfway through the books. 
Um, we still got more to do after them. So we have a couple yes. episodes after that we'll be doing. So mm-hmm. don't worry. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely check out the other episodes. Come back next week as we talk about Harry Potter and his whiny year. I mean, Order <laughs> of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. See y'all real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. The show is written and produced by Ashley and Sammy, except for those manifestos, which are all written by Dan himself. Intro and audio editing by Sammy, logo created by Ashley. The show is produced as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Make sure you check out all of our other shows and have a magical day.